0: In this episode, we have a chat with Corey and Tyler from Red Rocks Worship. It was super, super fun. You even have a little bit of a saxophone intro. So if you're listening to this, you're going to want to make sure you go over to IGTV or YouTube to see this clip because it's super, super fun. But Red Rocks is just awesome. These guys were a blast, had a ton of fun stuff to talk about. So here we go with the Church Collective podcast. Here he goes. This is the magic. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to make sure you need to head over to the YouTube channel to see what's going on here. You're missing half of it.
1: I mean, you have to I like, slobber up my mouthpiece real <laughs> quick.
2: It's, uh, for, for those that have never played a wood, woodwind, it's, uh, he's got to get his, his reed ready, right?
1: Brian <laughs> says it's because i got to get my beak wet. <laughs> the beak, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I almost said that, but I'm like, I don't know the vibe yet, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious I'm just, I'm just used
0: to it <laughs> we're just we're ready for this
2: Play, we need I'm so ready <laughs> like is it gonna be my heart will go on is, what is it what's it gonna be shout to the lord probably <laughs>
0: yeah. I usually make him do careless whisperer when we're together but <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my, Chris! Dave, Ram-
0: the Dave Ramsey theme
1: song. On. <laughs> I played that one time at a conference, and he's like, "That's the Dave Ramsey theme song." I was like, no, Baker Street." He's like, "Nah, that's the Dave Ramsey theme
3: song." <laughs> and turns out financial right? peace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> I feel- it he was just like for real. Okay, cool. All right, well, I'll do it. Yeah, let me just
0: wet my beak here. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> wet my beak. Yeah. I hate that term. <laughs> well, Tyler and Corey, thank you guys for being here um, from Red Rock Rocks Worship. Would uh, one of you guys maybe just jump in, give us a little bit of your backstory and what the two of you guys are doing uh, with Red Rocks.
3: Yeah, so um, we are two of the worship leaders uh, with Red Rocks Worship. Um, we are the worship community at a church here in Denver called Red Rocks Church. So we're really, really creative with the name. It was Red Rocks, and then it was either music or worship when we decided to go with worship. <laughs> um, keep it simple. No, um, kind of background, history, as far as our music goes is, um, you know, about seven years ago, we had started a, our second campus, and we became a multi-site church. And at that time, we had a worship leader over here and a worship leader over here, um, a couple of us. And we were trying to figure out, like, how do we do this? How do we create some synergy between the two campuses, right? Because we're one church. We're just different locations. Um, But I like this. I like these songs. And, no, this is more my style. And that's kind of what we, you know, went back and forth on. Um, So we decided, you know what? Let's get together on Fridays. Let's pray together. And let's write together. And so – um, out of that came a song, an old song for us now, but kind of the start of everything was a song called Feel Place." And we just decided, you know what, there's something there's something really cool about this thing. We, we write songs together, and then we can sing them at all of our locations. It's like the sound of our house. It's, that's what we, what we do, and we can all agree on that. So fast forward a little bit. Um, we, we were writing some songs. Uh, we had a few of them that we were trying to work into the church. And then... Leadership came and said, like, Hey, the weekend after Christmas, we want to give everybody off because you guys have just gone hardcore all week um, for Christmas and then even all year. So same for our volunteers. And um, so we, we created this special, this TV special called the Holiday Hangover, and that's what it was. And at, for the Holiday Hangover, we used these four songs, these four original songs that we had written. Um, and honestly, it was all just for the holiday hangover, but then like right before we were going to wrap and be done for the year and just go home be with our families, one of our leaders, um, Eric Parks, was like, hey, what, why, don't we, why don't we just wrap this together and put it on iTunes and maybe make a little EP out of it? We're like, yeah. can you do that? Is it that easy? Really? Um, and so we did that. And then for a, few, for a couple days there, like the rooftop EP was number one um, for us. And so we're like, wow, there, maybe there's something to this. Maybe just maybe our church really does want us to write some music and maybe does um, crave having these songs in their home. And so fast forward many years later now, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, we're writing songs. This, this project happens to be called Things of Heaven. Um, we're writing songs for our church and writing songs with the idea of putting these faith built anthems into the mouths of our people capturing the sound of our house. And so, you know, on Sunday morning, everybody's going to sing whatever you put on the, on the screen, right? Lord, you're good. Oh, Lord, you're good. And they're just waiting for the next, the next line. Come on, give me the next line. These are different. We wanted to give them songs that they can sing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when life is really great and when life maybe isn't so great. Um, when they know what to pray and they know how to speak to the Lord. And when they don't, let's just turn this music on. Let's just sing these hope-filled, faith-filled anthems. And so, take church home with you. Church isn't on Sunday. We are the church. And so, that's kind of like the big overall thirty-thousand-foot view of a seven-year season. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. What? Um, I mean, maybe to just jump straight into the the song thing. Like, so you're writing songs for your church. Um, maybe speak a little bit of the mindset. Like, were you thinking of like, okay, our church really needs to sing about this theme or like, like maybe just talk a little bit about how, how you guys wrote for this one.
2: Yeah, well, it was, it was interesting because it was, we wrote almost the entire record through COVID. So, uh, I feel like we had some pretty great fodder to go off of. I mean, people's lives literally are whole world was a dumpster fire so we were like yeah maybe maybe there's something we need to say here um i feel like there was so much tension in some so many people's lives i mean people were like are my kids going to school do i have a job am i what what is anything normal how do i go to the grocery store there was just so many questions everywhere so i felt like for this record what we wanted to do is teach our church how to be stable through the whole thing you know and be like hey we had a conversation where it was, um, we're tired, uh, I, I was tired, and um, most of our worship leaders are tired of singing these songs that feel like we have to put on a version of ourselves and, yeah. and offer it to people. Um, and part of the relief of this rec- record and in the teaching was like, hey, no, Jesus is the only constant and the only standard that, that we have to lean on. We, we are like, everything is in question. So, but he is not, and, and he doesn't change. And so I feel like in writing the record, we, uh, we wanted to start out with that, that perspective of, Hey, God is like actually who he says he is. And let's, let's give you a melody and a lyric that reinforces that so that you can just over and over tell yourself, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was so different. We were Zoom writing in our PJs at one p.m. drinking coffee, and you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is new. the way, the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really liked it.
1: Sure. <laughs> what was your recording process like? Like, did you um did you do a demo and then book studio time, or were you guys doing remote studio uh, recording, or you know, how did that look?
2: <laughs> well, we we switched. We pivoted about six times we're like we're gonna do a studio record and then nope we need to do a live but nobody's here so what do we what do we do um so i i feel like what we did start with demos we, we would go in in studio and just kind of pin down the idea and give it some sort of pretty piano line or something um but then it got to the point where things were like lightening up a little bit here in in denver and so um, our our first single released for this record is Echo Holy, and we actually recorded that uh, in our church with with just our staff. So it was it was it was a, a family matter, which was really cool to start the thing off like that. But yeah, and, and from that point forward, things progressed, and yeah, I don't know if it's like this in every city, but in Denver they use colors. So like we're at code code blue today, and who knows maybe yellow tomorrow, but. Um, slowly and surely more people got to join us and and it's cool because you can almost hear that in the progression of the the releases
1: Um, did you use any outside people like to do production or you know um, mixing and mastering or did you do everything in house
3: man this is one I'm excited to tell you so this was a project that Jake Espy who's one of our writers and worship leaders friends on staff here um, he produced this one Um, and so he absolutely knocked it out of the park, man. Um, so thankful for him. And then, and then like the recording and everything we have, we just have a great team. Jesse O'Brien is our engineer. Um, he, he captured it all, got everything buttoned up, ready to go. Um, incredibly, you know, got it sound incredible and then sent it off to Sean Moffitt for a mix. So. That was kind of the deal but this one is definitely the most we've ever done in house like we wrote most of these songs in house we we recorded this like even with our other recordings we have notoriously gone to like a bigger venue right because our campuses aren't all that big and so um, as far as like seating capacity goes and so we would we would rent a place downtown we do this arena there we do that thing there well this one this was so different because we did this at church. We did this at our Littleton campus where we record and where we have worship every single week. You know, this is just who we are. So that, that in and of itself made it feel more like church. Um, so we did that in-house with our people, with our producer, with our engineer. It's a special thing.
1: That's cool. Did, um, did Sean do both mixing and mastering?
3: No mastering. Um, get back to you on that one okay <laughs> but, but sean did mix it and he did an incredible job
1: he kills it on everything
0: yes talk a little bit um, you, you mentioned at the beginning that that you had multiple campuses kind of doing different songs like could you maybe speak to just what that looks like both then and now for for planning like were you disparate are you guys doing the same sets every week like let's hear a little bit about how just that that's functioning for you guys
3: yeah so i So back then especially we were all picking our own songs. It was kind of a different thing. Um the message is what we centered all of worship around. So we do we do two songs up top and then we do two songs after the message. And we really, really utilize that song out of the message as kind of like the altar time, so to speak. Um the response response song. And so um there for a while we couldn't figure out the whole uh, the whole multi-site thing and the stream and the message thing. It took us a few years to figure that out. <laughs> and so it's so funny, uh, Pastor Sean and us were literally just talking about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, remember when we used to film the message and then we would give it to an intern and they would drive it down to the other location or there for a while we had a week, we had a week delay. So there was a lot of freedom and a lot of Liberty for each campus to pick the songs, um, yeah. it almost, in some ways, felt like two separate churches.
0: Sure.
3: Not on purpose. It's just kind of how it was. But as we've grown together, and as we have really worked together and fought hard for unity, um, there's been a synergy that has been created. And and now, you know, obviously we're live streaming the message, so it's the same message. A lot of times we're sending the same click. Um, To all the campuses and our MD Scott is talking to all of them like that's where we're kind of at now Um, but now every campus does the same songs and same song same set pretty much same arrangement same deal Um, and and mm, 50% sometimes more is all red rock songs so
0: okay yeah, talk to like you just touched on something that is like a really fun technical detail that sometimes blows people's minds. But like, talk about you sometimes are sharing click between campuses. Yeah, what what does that even feel like, or like how do you guys pull that off?
3: Well, it goes to some <laughs> crazy cloud, and somehow it, I don't know, it just pulls down.
0: Uh, is right. your click a <laughs> <and I> play? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I, yeah, so like um, at our church, we use, everything's digital. So we use Dante virtual sound card for everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so they've mapped all this stuff to work, you know, and then we use Resi. Um, that's about all I know of that, but that's how we stream our <laughs> yep. messages to the other places. And right. so anyways, um, the, into the message and out of the message, um, we will always pick up on Scott Miller, who's our MD, and say, hey, what's up, y'all? And so at that point, we're sending our click via Ableton, Dante into Resi, all right? And then whenever, and then, and then he's talking to them. So they get click, they'll get his voice. And then depending on what we're doing, if it's like a song, like for Easter, Corey sing uh, one of his original songs, "Let Go." It's incredible. It's fire. You gotta check it out. Um, but we had we actually just broadcasted him singing that everywhere with all the bands. Um, sure. And so basically they just pick it up with the message feed and then Scott will lead us. Sometimes out of the message, you know, the pastor will get fired up. He'll get, he'll get all charged up and ready to go. And so it's like, Hey, we need to launch right into the next song. Maybe it's like, we don't need to start from the top. We actually need to start from the bridge and we just need to go. Well, the only way to do that, especially at like a satellite campus when you're not there with the pastor, like in person um, and sometimes you can't even see the screen sometimes you can't even hear them that well you've got to have someone who is driving the bus and that's scott miller for us um, our md and so he does a fantastic job of just keeping everybody going okay okay we're going to the one okay here we go but, you know just keeping everybody on the same page and so that way if if we need to we can launch um and so basically how it works is the the campuses will pick up resi which is just the playback think of it as like a big dvr system um they'll do that and and with that they have click cues sometimes tracks sometimes a lead vocal yeah. and then they'll let that play out even after the message until scott says okay you guys are on your own so normally we'll wait until we do like you know a big trash can boom and then it makes sense and then it's like bring it down you guys are on your own and then they can take it from there um sure. maybe i'm over explaining it but that's, that's great. what
0: we do yeah, do you have any like any war stories of it falling apart? Those are always fun.
3: <laughs> Corey had to sing a song. Was it, you had to sing behind the beat for Easter? Yeah,
2: for Ooh. for some reason the the click was off of the loops, and mm-hmm. so I had and it's like a really complicated ascending scale melody into falsetto, and so I had to like do it behind the click, and it was it was a train wreck. You can see the whole time my face is just like in a question mark <laughs> so,
1: that's great but yeah hip-hop mode
2: yeah that's if you ever see me just do this
3: fling my ears
2: out i'm like ah I just i don't want do it right. anymore
0: everybody in the crowd thinks that's like a spiritual moment you're like i just want to hear everybody like, usually, oh. usually it's like no this all fell apart <laughs> y'all
3: <laughs> someone's talking in my They're ears like, right, nice right now please tell them to stop <laughs>
1: And you are uh, like people that aren't familiar with the Red Rocks area. I know a lot of people know it for, you know, a destination. A lot of musicians know it for a venue. Mm-hmm. Like what describe Red Rocks, like the the area, the church and the venue to like people that know nothing about, but they hear it, you know, hear the term.
2: Yeah. Well, God made some rocks that are red here in Denver. <laughs> So there's the area. Um, Yeah, so Red Rocks Amphitheater is, uh, it's really close to, it's actually in the Front Range. Um, And our campuses are kind of just strewn about Denver in a semicircle around it. Um, So I think that is the most simple answer. (laughs) Tyler, do you have anything to add to that? (laughs)
3: Well, not really. I mean, what's funny is, is like, I always ask like, why, why are Red Rocks Church, you know? And the main reason is because at the time um, we started, our very first campus was in the back of a theme park called Heritage Square um, in Golden, Colorado, which is five minutes from the iconic Red Rocks Amphitheater that everybody, you know, especially musicians they know about. Um, and so Red Rocks is, like that name is everywhere. There's a Red Rocks community church. There's a Red Rock church. There's like a Red Rocks Baptist church. There's a Red Rocks everything. And so um, at the time it was like, well, we're really close to Red Rocks Amphitheater. And also I think, I think, don't quote me, Love Bruges. Bruges is our visionary who, who um, kind of had this whole idea of Red Rocks Church, um, our founder. He like, uh, well, when people go to search Red Rocks Amphitheater, we're going to be like right there in the Google. You know? <laughs> so it's like Red Rock Timothy, Red Rock Church, you know, so that's probably the most simple, simple explanation we could give
1: you. <laughs> have you ever We're not
2: that bright. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever held a service there?
3: No, I was just gonna say we did get to uh we have not held a service there. One day we will, I hope. I believe we will. But we could fill that thing. It's just really expensive. And also, the weather is something to unless it's in the middle of the summer when they're at their peak. You know, it's really hard to book. But we did, thank you, Lord, which is amazing. We um we had this thing called Worship on the Rocks. Um, it's a movement out here that they put on just big worship events every couple years. And they were at Red Rocks Amphitheater, and we got to open. Um, I believe it was like Jesus Culture and some others that were there, but. Red Rocks Worship got to open, and that was like the coolest thing. To look up and see ten thousand people in these massive, iconic red rocks—like, and it just—it sounds incredible. So we've gotten to play there one time. We got to sign the wall. Um, that was really incredible.
1: Yeah, I think I remember that. And at that time, I was like, "Oh, is this—is this a church that's held at the venue, or is this like—is this group affiliated with the venue?" It was—I was—I was wondering how that worked, you know.
3: No, just trying to play on the Turns words out. We just love
1: it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I assume you were like the house, the house worship team of the venue or something, you know, <laughs>
0: it'd be, be awesome. Is there, um, I is there, I, I would love to hear you mentioned at the beginning, like you got this worship stuff together, wrote the album, put it because you want worship to be a part of everybody's lives throughout the week. Uh, I'd love to hear just you guys as worship leaders. How do you help your congregation understand that? Cause I know, as worship leaders, as people just going to church, worship is often just like that little time we sing on the weekend and they don't quite, you know, grasp that like worship is way more than that. Could you guys maybe speak to that a little bit?
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we got a really cool, uh, free gift from the Lord this last like COVID season of getting to really like infiltrate people's living rooms and gym time and, You know, people weren't really driving anywhere, so they were just at home, and we'd upload something to YouTube, and we're suddenly in their kitchen, you know. So I felt like, and I think this is true for most of the church world, especially worship leaders, um, but I feel like we got to observe the world kind of take a break, and like everyone was talking about like, God is slowing us down, God is like, you know, there's like these natural pumping of the brakes and in in the world of worship if you're a worship leader at a church um certainly for writing and producing it we just we poured gas on the fire um and so i feel like it was it was a big hope and a big dream of ours to get to be in people's living rooms and and in our in our church like to, to actually talk to them monday through friday and be like hey we're still here. We've got you. You know, we, we still, we still believe and, and, and getting to write songs that promoted truth through a time where literally every news station, depending on which one you listened to was just yelling and barking and throwing everything at, at people. Um, I, I felt like it was an extreme privilege to write songs that was um, not only truth, but also with the purpose of, taking the attention off of the world and putting it straight up to Jesus. You know, yeah. um, that, that was the hope. And it, and it turned out that I think for our, for our family, for our church, certainly for me and, and for our team, I think that this record will, will be an altar that we get to go back and be like, dude, what, what an honor. It was, what an honor. So like honestly get to give people, um, anthems to sing at home. Um, with a cup of coffee and their kiddos, you know? It was just, it was really cool. Tyler, do you have anything to add to that?
3: No, I mean, I think that um, was it was honestly the most special thing. Um, the worship leaders are always on the front line, right? They're the ones who are on the front line um, in victory and in battle, right? So even before the victory. Um, and so what a privilege it was to, to get to do that, to get to, to get to speak through a camera into people's homes. At first it was really weird to be honest. I was like, is this really working? Is this translating? Um, but then to see the pictures on social media and to hear the stories coming through, um, like we, the church finally became the church, you know, in some ways, in some regards, like church isn't on Sunday, we are the church. Right. And so now all of a sudden it's like, we got to be a part of this bigger thing. And then, and then, you know be a part of it but from your home and from your car and from your office and from from your closet because your five-year-old will not leave you alone and and so you tuck yourself away in the closet so that they don't know where you are for just five minutes you just need five minutes of silence you know like those are real things and so um yeah it's one of the most special things And, and us honestly too probably rambling but like i think it just brought us back to like what is As worship leaders, what is most important? Um, we have a lot of worship leaders on our team, and we have quality, quality, talented, anointed writers and leaders and worship leaders, singers. Um, any one of them could go be the guy or the girl at, an, at their own church, you know? And so we're only human. We, we deal with some of those things sometimes, just like anybody else, those pressures of like, oh, I need to do i need to hit this standard if i don't hit this standard then like my pastor's gonna feel these things or this person's gonna get that opportunity or whatever 2020 brought about like hey you know what it actually isn't about any of that none of it It's all about jesus if you don't got jesus this is for nothing you know and so i think for our team and for me in particular me personally it was just a great like reminder man like what why, what am i doing and why am i doing it oh yes i remember now i remember and that's giving me fuel to now take it into this next season it, because 2020 may be over but people are still hurting people are still needing hope people are still needing jesus and so like now i'm like well we gotta we gotta we got something to say let's go let's go tell them
0: yeah mm-hmm what uh what's changed in your church now that you guys are getting back together like what are you what are you carrying forward with uh, what you learned last year and now that you're in this season
3: i think there's definitely a greater desperation um, across the board like we feel it so like you know i started <laughs> off i think i did i think it's, we started talking about like we had all these campuses and and then they had to close the doors and so we went from all these campuses to one online campus, but we still have all these worship leaders, right? So what are we going to do? Um, we did that at the time before we had kind of reset and brought it back to center with just the one campus. We were all like feeling those tensions of like, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do that. But this brought it all back to, to, to center for us. And now like, it's so amazing because I get to go around to the different campuses every once in a while and see and experience and make sure that we're, you know, we're doing what, what's on, um, What's on the docket to do um but um it's crazy to see the fire that's at every location now what maybe once used to be at one campus is now everywhere and that is spreading into our volunteers which is spreading into our church so like the church is showing up and they're like they're hungry too they're desperate too you know
1: yeah how did you guys get on staff at red rocks like what was your each of (laughs) y'all's journey to get there
2: Yeah. I, I feel like Red Rocks courted me for like two years, two and a half years. I, uh, I went to college with a few friends that are on staff and, um, one of them who is just in the best sense of the word an excellent planner. And we, I think we all just kind of manipulated our way to stay together somehow. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so i I was on staff at a church in Mississippi, and uh well i was I was at a, a assembly of God church down there, and every now and then would fly uh, to Denver to help them with a a couple of events and um to lead worship with them and um unbeknownst to me, my first flight out there was an interview, and I was you know going to dinners and thinking I was just having a good time, and they were they were interviewing me so uh, but that lasted for about two 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 and a half years. And then we, we launched a campus in Evergreen up in the mountains. And um, in true Red Rocks fashion, they're like, okay, we're starting this campus in two weeks. We need a worship leader. And uh, so I flew out really fast.
3: Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what happened, too, by the way. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, we all have a similar story. Um, we are very, very slow to higher, I think. <laughs> um, I've been out here, oh gosh, I came out, so I've um, been out here 10 years now. My wife and I just passed 10 years, and one of the guys, he's no longer with us. He started another church and doing a great job out there in Michigan, but um, he's my mentor, Todd Ballard. He was the original worship leader and one of the five guys that helped start the church in the beginning, and so at that point, um, the church was like, I don't know, four or five years old, and and um, they were growing, they were doing multiple services, but he was also on the leadership team, you know, it was a very small group of people. Um, so he just had so many things going on. And he was like, dude, we got to hire someone. So they brought me out um, to just be kind of like his sidekick, his Robin, so to speak. And um, yeah, it's kind of grown from there. That's cool.
1: What, um, is there anything that you guys did pre-COVID that you're just like, that's it, we're not doing that anymore. We're, we're losing that.
2: Oh, buckle up, Chris. We've got a lot of them. <laughs> no, I think, you know, Tyler kind of already mentioned it. I, I feel like just the nature of art and the nature of artists, every campus had its own um, its own set of strengths and weaknesses. And um, the sound, even, even even something as far as, like, preference on front of house um, or keys patches, or guitar tone um, song selection there was just so ma- so many things that were different and, and that 's not bad i think i think that there are still some things maintained that are like unique to each each leader um, but i think i think one of the things pre covid um, you know there's this there, there's this indefinable vague spectrum of like really polished to the minute to the second worship and then there's this like two hour worship set where it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And Red Rocks, I feel like is always like, just is, it's always been on this like little, I don't know, search bar, trying to like find it's itself. Um, One of the things that happened in COVID was a freedom to, there was no one in the room. And so there, there was no need to like perform. There was no need and I hate to say it like that, but there was an element of like all of us are young, we don't know what we're doing. So like I think this is right, but suddenly there were no people in the room. Uh, they were all we were talking to cameras, and we we're talking to hopefully people that were in their living room. Um, and suddenly it became now we're worship leaders on stage, and our our attention is completely on the Lord and completely focused. And I think what that did is it created moments for us of of freedom and of saying like hey we're gonna spend another couple minutes right here and and we're not gonna sing we're just gonna let the music prophesy we're gonna we're gonna let some melodies come out we're gonna we're gonna exercise that muscle and and i think what that did is it gave all of us as leaders worship leaders kind of a a hunger and like it's, it's almost like a drug when you when you when you like hit that like I, that spontaneous moment that was like, whoa, that was that was crazy. Like, how did you hear that? How did you hear that piano line, Scott? Like, how did you hear that guitar line? And um, so, I think now all of us are within reason and w- w- with what makes sense with our, for our church. We're all we're all thirsty for those moments and like asking the Lord, like, hey, is, what? When when should we step out? When should we do that? When before I, I think that there were a few places doing that, a few campuses, but it wasn't necessarily like understood or experienced by all COVID definitely like unified everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd love to hear like, how do you guys um, plan for the spontaneous, I guess would be the best thing. Cause a, a lot of churches, my, my church specifically too, like we have our services are like right after each other. Um, so mm. I'm not sure like in, in programming, like how do you, how do you make room for the spontaneous without letting it, take all the time and is that sacrilegious to even say that like should god just if it needs to go over then the lord will do that like someone will say that too but like maybe speak to that a little bit
3: i think yeah. i mean i think there are a lot of different ways you could do it i'll just speak to how we do it um you know we have that opener first song right like the energy song the get everybody going song the, the charge song and then we have the song too right out of that is more of like the upward okay, we're focused on Jesus today, that kind of song. Um, and then a big trash can happen most of the time into message. So pastors walking out, doing their thing, giving the word. Um, and then normally what happens is if there's going to be anything spontaneous, it's going to happen right there, like kind of sort of after his message or into the next song. Or what generally happens is we'll do – song three so the song right out of the message um, that is completely tied to his message so the theme everything it's like think of it as an altar call um and out of that there's a space between altar call or sorry between song three and between closing song there's just space there and a lot of times we found like that's kind of where it happens it's like it's like we're we're, we're, we're trying to figure out, God, are you ready for us to move to song four, which is the closing song? And we all know we're going to go home after this. Or are you still not done with what you're doing right now? And, and sometimes he's sometimes done and it makes so much sense. And then we just move on. And then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, no, let's just sit here. Sometimes it's like there's a word. Sometimes there's a new melody. Corey's amazing at that. Sometimes there's something, something. Sometimes it's a, a song that everybody knows, but we didn't plan on singing, right? It's just a chorus and it comes out right there, and that's just, and, and what's cool about it is, because we do multiple services also, what's cool about it is, is, like, God just always makes it work out somehow, um, we're, ne- I, I don't, I mean, you can speak to this, Corey, but, like, I'm never really looking at the clock,
1: I'm mm-hmm. never really worried about,
3: like, oh, man, if I don't wrap this up, we're in trouble for next service, and I know some places are, and I, I understand that, but we have, like, um, two-hour increments, so it's, like, a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., Dude, by, if we're out of here by 1030, we're going to be fine. But God always just figures it out. Um, I, he really, really does. And so that's, that's kind of that's, that's how we do it. That's great. Yeah, and, and every service and, might be a little different. Sorry, sorry go ahead.
2: No, I was, I was just going to speak to, to Ryan. Like, I, I, I come from like a pretty – I think most of our worship leaders do come from a pretty charismatic background. And so when, when I moved to Red Rocks um, – I was, there. was, it was, it was culture shock at first because I, I was used to like 45 minute worship sets, then the message. Um, and, and when, when we first got there, I think, or when I first got there, I think we were still trying to figure out, you know, there's a, there's a logistic side to this thing. Like it is not, it's not all spiritual. It's, it's, there's a parking lot that's going to, it's going to be a train wreck. If, if we are backing up like 45 minutes late. There's kids that like they they plan what they do with the kids, and it's not babysitting. It's like they're teaching them the word, and and so if if we're like dishonoring all these like facets of what how, how church happens in our city and at our church, um, it it actually isn't very helpful, and it's and it's more selfish than anything. It's uh, man, honestly, biggest Christmas present, birthday present anyone could give me is say, hey, there's 40 minutes of pad and just sing over people i'm i'm like ready to go i love it so much um so i feel like for me that my journey wasn't in trying to learn how to do those moments it was in learning how to like be tasteful and say like hey this isn't it this isn't like i feel like any great musician any any professional level musician has had to work way harder at pulling back and choosing where they they show you know and and and, any any great artist knows when it is enough, you know. So I, I you know, to, to to the point of how do you plan those spontaneous moments? I feel like you plan it by honoring. You you say like, hey, I want I want to honor my leader, and his message was forty something minutes. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna go crazy here. Um, right. I want to honor the 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 system of the church. I want to honor the the machine of the church, and I know that word has some trigger to it, but I, I think, I think it's okay to, to, you know, calculate those things. And and sometimes there's a moment where you're like, Hey, that went long, but it was right. Um, right. So on a practical level, I think, and are very important for that.
0: Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You, you keep, you mentioned a lot of times you do a song or not. A lot, it sounds like all the time <clears throat> you do, you do that last song or the song after the sermon and it's kind of tied to the sermon. Could you maybe speak to, how, how far out are you planning that? Well, like, what's that process look like? That's like one of those trigger points for a lot of churches too. But yeah, how do you, how do, you do that? Guys,
3: I found the solution. Let <laughs> me tell you, it's going to solve all your problems. I have no idea. I mean, honestly, it's week to week, bro. Um, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, we record we record our online experience right now. We're pre-recorded on Thursdays with the staff. I mean, there, it hasn't happened much lately, but sometimes it's Tuesday. Sometimes it's Wednesday when we're uh-huh.
0: figuring out what that's on.
3: Um, so, so y'all, I, I don't have the answer for that, um, <laughs> but I will say this. So we have, I'll say this. We, we really try hard to, to package the message or sorry, to package the song out of the message with the message. So our guys are pretty great about knowing what the series is and knowing what their different topics are. So pastor Sean is like our lead pastor. He's our lead guy, right? Senior pastor. But he shares the stage with a few other great, great communicators um, within our church. And so they, they've gotten to a pretty good spot now where it's like, hey, maybe I don't know what I'm preaching on. Maybe I don't have it all wrapped together, but I have an idea. You know what I'm saying? A couple of weeks out. And so they are talking that. And then, and then we, on our end, we're always reaching out to them. Hey, what's your message about? Do you have any key points? Do you have a scripture? Do you have a thing? What's the vibe out of the message? What do you want people to hear? Um, what do you want people to be focused on? Um, and also there's this other side of it that's like, hey, pastor, you are downloading what, you know, from the Lord, what our church needs to hear. What is it that you, like, what is it that's going to set you up to hit that home run at the end? Right. Hey. And Sometimes, sometimes it's as easy as man, this song, X, Y, Z, It's just got me going these days, and I need that. Would you please play song X Y Z out of my message? You better believe it. Even if it even if it doesn't hit on the exact scripture and the whole thing, but it's got to be for us. It's it's almost got to be their choice. Um, It's a comfort level. It's a it's just it's a package deal. The message and that song right after. You know,
0: yeah. Package deal. You you mentioned too. You guys are pre-recording your weekend services. Like, can you speak to? That why are, you, why are you guys still doing that instead of a live stream?
3: So, we you know, at Pastor Sean right now, like that's his thing, he really loves it. Um, yeah. it has allowed us to, it has allowed us to. So, all of our worship leaders, so me and Corey are by and large at the same campus, but like, um, Jess is at our Lakewood campus, Jake's at our Batta campus, Jimmy Brene, and uh, Jericho, like, we're all like kind of spread out um, on the weekends, and so one of the things that the quarantine process allowed us to do is bring everybody together and put our, so to speak, a team kind of sort of up there, you know, our best foot forward. This is the best that we got. man. this is our church This is our sound. And if we do it on Thursdays, we can continue to do that for online. And then on weekends, we're, we're being scattered to the other campuses and, and taking care of campus responsibilities.
0: Yeah, cool. um,
3: so there's that side of it. And then the other side of it too, is like Thursdays for our staff. Um, It's a great time. Like we we've never really done that before, where we required the staff to sit in on the message and do all that. Like everybody always has responsibilities and has things that they're doing, ministries that they're running. This allows us to have an all staff chapel every single Thursday, and for all of us to hear from our leader. Like this is the vision. This is what we're doing. This is what we're working on. This is where God's taking us right now. And so it's been a really great thing for our staff. Um, even and so i don't know how long we'll continue to do it, but I do love it. it it allows us it affords us some opportunities that we wouldn't normally get if it were just a sunday morning uh, yeah. we're all having like multiple multiple responsibilities
0: that sounds really cool
1: we got two more questions and we 'll we'll let you guys go um, but we have a big audience that are guitar related because um, that's kind of how it, it just started have a nucleus and they always want to know, like, what kind of gear people are playing. So, like, could you guys quickly just share, like, what what kind of guitar you're playing, what kind of pedals you're into, your amps, whatever?
3: Yeah. Yep. Neither of us are playing lead guitar. I can tell you that right now. But I can tell you what some of you guys are playing. How about that? I yeah. play like uh, my acoustic. I play a Taylor K twenty four CE Builder's Edition. Okay. Um, I just love it, man. It's a couple of wood all around. Um, I just love it. It's my jam. Um, I just got a new one. And her name is Lingling. Ling. So if you see it, just think her name is Ling Ling. Um, but as far as the gear goes, um, gosh, they're all running. We're, we're doing a big purge on all of our amps, actually. Like So we're selling all these Tyler amps, all these really nice boutique amps, and they're all running um, direct, um, some of them through a Kemper, Some of them through, um, I can't remember who makes it, but the Iridium, I think it's what it's called. Um, They're all going, yeah, a lot of them are all, no, they're all going direct at this point and then coming out stereo. Um, But as far as effects pedals and things like that, um, the Strymon stuff, me and the timeline, the Big Sky, that's on everybody's board. It's on everybody's board. Um, Corey, what are you? Do you remember what everybody's using?
2: <clears throat> I am the wrong person to ask. And I am so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I do know because I love Oklahoma, but there, there's a lot of walrus going around yeah. these days.
1: What's in that but, case? Yeah. It looks sorry. like a giant pedal board case, Tyler. Oh, uh, bro. You, you want me, I'll tell you what. I, don't,
3: <laughs> I have short time. So, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, boy.
1: <laughs> but here we are.
3: Here we are. Don't worry. <laughs> In this giant pedal board case, guys, just, and you probably saw my feet, so that wasn't supposed to happen either. I mean, but you got your saxophone out, so whatever. Um, dude, everything here is, I just don't play that much, but it's what we already talked about. The Big Sky, the Timeline. Um, some uh walrus audio stuff like the deep six i love that compressor um also king of uh tone analog man king of tone have that and then a bondi effects again so but i don't play hardly ever anymore so that's the thing it's like i'm just telling you what i have
1: yeah you're still <laughs> into it though i could tell <laughs> i know um but what, there, what do you run your acoustic through
3: dude literally just go wireless straight into the system
1: Okay, so they do everything. We're
3: running some plugins on it via Waves. Ah, um, uh, okay. Live, but I don't. I couldn't even tell you what's on there.
1: Nice. Um, Dude, the
2: the saddest thing about what the question you just asked is, I can think about seven people right now who are itching because they would love to answer that question so much. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, I mean, we can set up a part two, Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah, Red Rocks. We got the people
2: for it, man. Dude,
1: uh, let us know. The final question is, um, you know, you guys live in Red Rocks is in Denver, right? Yeah. yeah. So does like staff retreats? Do you just go snowboarding? Like, how does that work? Oh yeah. Seriously.
2: Uh, well, just a few of them. I I would love if every single one of them were snowboarding, which would be great. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's we. Uh, I think we'll, we'll do more like team related things. So like the worship department will go and, you know, uh, but yeah, it's not far. I mean, you just drive 30 minutes and you're in the mountains, you know? Up the hill. That sounds awesome.
3: Up, up, up the Corey's a real border. I am not. I'm not that cool, but Corey can really do it.
2: I, I keep trying to convince him to go, but I think the first time I went up, I'm from Oklahoma, and the first time I went up, I broke three ribs. And so uh, I yeah. think I, think I scared them away.
3: Yeah, man, I got two kids, seven and four, and they're always jumping on me. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't be out of pocket for a minute because of a broken rib, <laughs> 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 or a broken ankle, or whatever, torn ACL. We'll
1: yeah, see. One of
3: An even worse face.
1: Dude. Anyway, we, we appreciate you guys. Um, some great info. Uh, could you share your your like. Um, your social medias, like your personal social medias, too, if you want.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You guys do some personal songwriting, too, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Um, so, yeah, for Insta or, or, or what?
1: Instagram, you know, Twitter, TikTok, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, Insta, my, my handle is Corey D. Miller. That's K-O-R-Y D. Miller. Um, And that's all I have.
3: Okay. Cool. Real easy very simple same mine's just an ig man at tyler roberts music that's cool. it very cool um, but follow us on red rocks worship because that's where you'll get all the yeah. that's the um, magic there's magic there and we have all the accounts for that it's all just red rocks awesome
1: well it's great to meet you guys thanks for yeah, hanging fun. yeah <laughs> good times thank you so are much are you gonna play us out chris You're come on come
2: on you kind of have to at this point. <laughs> he, look at him. He's such a servant. I love this guy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, normally I would say, like, no. But
2: <laughs> t- it just feels right, though, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw your shorts, so. Yeah, right? <laughs> 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 uh, I got wet my beak. Hold on.
0: <laughs>
1: yep, here
3: we go again. <laughs> I'll never let go. <laughs>
1: Ryan if you put that on the actual podcast, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh well, that totally needs to be in there.
0: Not That's literally. like the cover, you know? That's yeah, like the we'll, 30 second preview. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We would love to connect with you. Make sure you get over to the Church Collective Community Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. We love chatting with you guys. We'll see you later.